It's Coffee Club Time! To the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with your host, Bill Sparks. The panel members are Dave and Chris Reekert, Bill and Jenny Sparks, Tim Oni, and Jeff Bennett. For the next two hours, Bill will be taking your calls. We'll have lots of conversation, demonstrations of products, and much more. You may reach us by calling 646-876-9923. Follow the automated prompts. When you're asked for a meeting ID, enter 287-723-4600. When you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may also join us by downloading Zoom for your Android or iOS devices from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Bill Sparks. Well, here we come sliding in today. Let's make sure that the Zoom room is tuned up, and it is. Um, We've had a busy week. We'll talk all about that in just a moment. Uh, My goodness. Uh, Seems like we've had a, a lot happen in just a very, very, very short time. Got the grill up, and going and that was a process learning how to to get it going but it's going and we had to have a new uh, what do you call those expander or another little thing on our network and we place that in the right place and now the Wi-Fi is working perfectly and we are grilling I even cooked a steak for Jennifer's birthday, and she said it was five-star. I don't know if she was saying that to make me feel good, but um, I think it was good. We made a major announcement on the legend on 
Monday, and that is that. This is a funny thing. It's now commercial free, so you don't have to run spots during the presenters don't during their shows. We're still working all the kinks to get it all out of the automation, and that'll happen in short time enough. But uh, now, I, now that we've taken it out, I'm getting some calls. Well, why did you take them out? We like the commercials now. Uh, you weren't so very nice a few years ago, and that's not everybody in here, of course. I was getting threats like how bad I was, how they were going to boycott the station, do this, do that. Um, and now some people say, great, move on, let's just move on and do what, what we have to do. So we'll talk more about that later. But other than there will be no Bill, Gary, the announcement will be sent out after the show. Uh, and friends, show today we have a sick server in Indianapolis and we need to get some people in place to see if we can get to the bottom of the problem. So we're, we've got a lot of work to do today and not enough time. So let's turn it over to Jennifer. What's your going on in your world this week? Oh, well, I'm doing lessons and the steak really was five star. I don't think you could have gotten one in the restaurant that tasted that good. And I had an enjoyable birthday and I'm waiting on packages that were sent and they're supposed to come today. So why are you waiting on packages? Why are you waiting on packages? Because uh, they were sent from Indiana for my birthday. Oh. And, and one of them is um, something to do with with the grill or something. And So you, you also completed some heavy-duty forms on the Internet to get yourself registered for the doctor, did you not? Oh, I did, and that was a trick. Uh, the check boxes, some of them checked with just by hitting the space bar like they were supposed to. Some of them you had to route the JAWS cursors and the PC cursors and get them to check. And But I did it. I stuck with it. And I, I was afraid I might have to call Ira, but I managed to do it. Yeah, I, the only time I had to call Ira is when I had to scan a QR code. They showed me how to do it, and then I was able to to do it so that worked uh, anything else going on for you no I've just been reading this really good book that I'm getting close to finishing and hopefully uh, we'll have some good sunshine today yeah we're supposed to get up to 83 today so it's been a little coolish on the, on the cool side here but here we are today and we are we are going. Let's turn it over to well let's stay let's go to Minneapolis. I like to give Tim a hard time. Yo Tim. I know he's there. There you go. There you go, Tim. Just 
took a few seconds there to for me to bring up my phone here. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, well, actually, not too bad here in Minneapolis weather-wise. We're supposed to get up to around twenty-five today, which yeah could be better, but anyway. Um, we've had uh, it, it just keeps getting we get really cold and then really hot or not hot but warm and uh, it's just been switching back and forth pretty much every other day um, and what have we got uh, got a top 10 I get a lot of requests for top 10s from the 80s I know and then, then there's other people that don't like them but join my join my world where you do something they like it and sometimes they don't yep well anyway this week it's 1985 well that's so, on our new format isn't it coming up yeah yeah it'll kind of fit in with with the songs from the 60s, 70s, and 80s, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. Looking forward to that. We're working on that. Should be. I don't know how long it'll be before that's up and running, but not too long. Not too long. Not too long at all. So. uh, Otherwise, everything's going well. But uh, everything going along pretty good. Let's go to Jeff in New York. Oh, thank you very much, Bill. Um, I, it's not going to be that bad here in Albany, New York. It's going to be in the 40s at some point, and tomorrow it's going to be in the 50s, and we're going to get rain at some point. Uh, I, we're not going to get it until tomorrow, tomorrow night and early into Friday, and then it's going to cool down. But that's all I can say. I normally don't do this, and I am going to talk about it on All Things Radio, but for those who are interested... There's a documentary that I purchased, and it is available for rental or from purchase. And I know that it's available on Amazon's Prime Video. It's also available on Apple's iTunes. And it's the story of New York City radio station WHTZ. And the documentary is called From Worst to First, produced by Scott Shannon and Elvis Duran. Uh, very, very good documentary. It's mostly a pretty audio. You don't really need any audio description. It, it is a very interesting story of how that station started from nothing and became number one uh, back in 1983, and they've been uh, they've been on the air since '83 when when they were WVNJ which, FM, which was a beautiful music station. So if you're into that kind of thing, it's pretty cool. If you want to rent it, it's 3.99 from Amazon.com to rent, or it's 12.95 to buy. I bought the video. I figured the 12.95 is a well worthwhile investment. So um, if you guys are interested in that kind of thing. Uh, just go over to Prime Video for those who have the Fire TVs or go to Apple's iTunes and you can get the video and, 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 and watch it. Did they give you 10% off for saying that? No, I should have. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I, should be, I should be paid for plugging it, but it actually is a very good documentary. Yeah. All right, let's go to Dave and Chris. Well... It's we've had a good week. We changed our cable system last week, and that's working out well. 
We're going to grill today. It's supposed to warm up. I wish it would hurry. Right now it's 27, so it might be a chilly grill there. But And let's see, we got taxes done yesterday, and that's my least favorite day of the year, but all that worked out okay. And Sunshine is doing very well. And that's about what's going on here. I guess. What are you going to grill? Yeah, steaks. Well, steaks. Um, potatoes. We're probably not going to put those on the grill. Although I thought about it, but we probably won't. I'll just do them in the air fryer. Or rather the June. I bought a purple sweet potato. I've never had purple sweet potatoes. I don't know what the difference is uh, taste-wise. But I think I'm going to... They're real skinny. Long and skinny. Oh. And I think I'm going to just chunk one up and throw it in the air fryer today and see what happens to it. Great. Why not? So we're going to grill today. I'm not sure what it's going to be. Probably either pork steaks or Italian sausage or brats. So we are going yeah, to... Yeah, we have an Instacart order coming. I thought about throwing some brats in there, but they're hard to find here this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have we reached everybody on the panel that we know of? So far we have. We only have one so. hand raised so far. And there's two. Take it yep. over for just a moment, Jeff. Oh, I have okay. to step away for just a second. No problem, can, Bill. We've got two hands raised now. And so, Joe, can you unmute yourself, please? And then we'll, we'll talk to Gail from Minnesota. Hold up. Go ahead, oh, Joe. You are unmuted. Go ahead. Right. Okay. Here we are in Albuquerque, New Mexico. 38 degrees, and I'm talking about clouds and showers today up to 56 down to 32 tonight and the, the cable now the interesting thing between two and four last week the cable guy he was here at 10 minutes after two unbelievable well we got everything all running between the app and the power and everything good, good morning everybody um actually what we needed was a new modem which uh, and we discovered that the wireless part of the motor modem actually went out and that's what disabled my computer and lady a and you know that the, even one of our iphones because it's all hooked up to the wireless wi-fi and also my laptop so it's like wow you talk about wipeouts <laughs> wipeout it really did it but um now, Bill, I don't know if Bill can hear me, but I was just wondering if he got my email I sent him. Well, he'll get back to you, and I'm sure he can hear you. I know he's busy doing something in the background here. Right. But, Ellen, just, you don't realize just how much you depend, depend on the Internet. I mean, I we had a power bill last, last Sunday, and you just don't realize how much you, you depend on it when the power is out. Yes, I can listen to the radio, but AM reception here in my apartment complex is horrible. Oh, oh I remember that when we listened. Terrible. I remember that when we went... Uh, lived at the other apartment before we moved in here uh, over three years ago. And yeah, AM radio sucked. (laughs) (laughs) To put it politely, yes. It really did. It sucked. (laughs) But, you know, now it's not that bad in here. I think it's because we we live on the third floor up here now. But. Just, just, oh, no, make sure we, the, just make sure the elevators continue to work. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. The other day, speaking of elevators, the, 
one that because we have four elevators in this whole building and the one that i used to take goes down to the laundry room which is there on the ground floor it had to be repaired and i'm like going i told joe i says i'm glad i'm not doing laundry (laughs) so do different elevators go to different floors is that how yeah right two of them go as far down as the first floor and the other two go down to like the ground floor that's where you have your parking garage you know stuff like that and then the laundry rooms and stuff so anyway but it's it's kind of nice though because at least and then if one elevator does go out and you need to just go down to the first floor you can use the other one to do that so right, not, but if you have to do laundry, that's the other. That's the problem. Then you're like, you're screwed. <laughs> but no, you make Joe do the laundry. You got it. But then he's <laughs> got to find a way to get back. Then he'll have to take the stairs down. At least I can do stairs. I, I remember one time we lived in Minneapolis and there was a tornado, and the, the power was out, and we then on the twentieth floor. So I had to walk down because I, I I was doing KMOJ radio from nine to one in in in, in the in the morning. So it, in order to get there, I had to walk down twenty flights of stairs. <laughs> Talk about getting wow. one's exercise. Going up would be the worst part. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, Bill, did I get, did you get the email I sent you? I don't think so. Oh, that's weird because it didn't come back. So, oh. when did you it, send it? Oh, uh, just after we get, just after we got the the uh, internet back up and running. But and I just went, you know, I told you I was going to do that. But anyway, I just I, it said back up and running, and then also I said tell Jeff we did that that he came at ten minutes after two. <laughs> I was just being. Oh, that's that fine. One. That's good too. I'll go check that. Um, it might be lost in your email somewhere. Lost that, that's space. possible. By the way, the legend is back up. Um, it's now running on the regular servers. So, for people who keep count of those sorts of things, um, I'd like to listen to it specifically right there. Jackie's taking her responsibility seriously. She checks it every morning, two or three times a day, and now she knows I've I've taught her how to hit the right button to get it going again. Ma. Next, she's going to want us to raise her salary bill. Yeah, she is. <laughs> uh, I told yeah, you. She'll be demanding a raise. I told you. Yeah. Yeah, she's going to want a salary raiser. Show Evictus. That's that's She'll coming. Get the same raise we get. Double right. I was going to say you years. can double her salary just like you did ours. Yeah. What's, yeah, that, Billy, what, what's that Billy Preston song? Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Nothing for Evictus. nothing. So right. I, I tell my daughter Brenna that's the new math song. <laughs> What'd she say to that? Well, she's not a big lover of school. She hates school, period. And no, no way, no how can I express the fact that she needs to go to school. She does go to school, but she's not a fan of it. So, well, um, I think she'll probably appreciate it later. You know, years later. But I hope so. She's in ninth grade, so she's at that age. She's she's fourteen, going on twenty. So, you is know. it bullying or something, or she just doesn't like to sit in class and learn? I think I, that's 
I think it's a little. Uh, I don't think it's the bullying because uh, she's got martial arts and she could she could certainly uh, defend herself if she had to. Um, I just think that some people like school and some people don't, and she and she's not going to be a straight A student. I and I tell her do the best you can. I'm not asking for A's. I'm asking for the best you can. So she's a she's a B or a C student, and that, I, I'm not upset about that. And that and you know and that's good. You know, so, well, you know the thing is, is I I think that one is probably just t- typical teenage behavior. Yeah. She'll, yeah. she'll find her way, and at least she's going to school. There's a lot of kids her age are not even going to school, Jeff. Uh-huh. So, uh, uh, of course, Bill, she can't wait till next week because next week is the midwinter break. So, that's true. I thought, yeah, she'll be off and she can rest. You know, I'm going to pose a question to the panel and to our audience. I was working with that grill last week, and is my first or second time and I had to reach in there and I didn't know what to expect if I was going to burn my hand or how the fire would be coming out have you ever been in a situation where and maybe we shouldn't admit this at our age where you're kind of apprehensive you don't know what to expect and how did you handle it did you just walk away from it, let somebody else do it? Did you tackle it? Have you ever had a fear or apprehension? Maybe fear's too strong a word, but you just didn't know what to expect. You know, when you go in there and you hear those sounds and you you don't know what to expect. And by the end of the weekend I'm fine with it. But I think anytime you, you know, start to do something really new, it, it's a, probably a good idea to be at least a little bit careful. Right. Um, if it, but I don't know. We always tackled it anyway, even if you do it a little bit more slowly the first time. Right. Even if it's, maybe. you know, raising, uh, I mean, you know, you, you could be apprehensive of a lot of things and just wondering... Um, how how people feel about that? Um, I, I think we got Gail. Yeah, we do, and we'll get her. And then I'm going to poll the panel, and then because everybody's probably had a time or two or three or four. Uh, yeah, Gail, go ahead, yourself, please, Gail. I I hope I'm unmuted now. You, yes, you are. You're. Go ahead. Uh, I am. Um, I'm not doing too bad. Things are going pretty well here, but I'm looking forward to spring. We've had a lot of ice, you know, and it's really hard walking and things like that for me with ice. But uh, and everything is still going well with Wendy and me. Everything is going well there. Next month I'm going for my blood draw for the um, uh, the um, little thing I've got, and I didn't have to go to the doctor this month at all so that's good uh and and i'm doing pretty well most of the way i as far as the ads and things it doesn't make any difference either which way some of them are cute and some of them are kind of crazy but you know either which way whatever you decide to do bill that's up to you it's it's your it's your baby after all so you know i you know i hope i wasn't 
one of the complainers about that. But, no, you were. You know, but I feel like whatever you have to do to get to keep the station going, whatever you have to do to make things work for you, that's you know, I'm I'm in your corner on that. So let's ask you while you're on the phone, have you ever been in a situation where you were scared to not scared, maybe apprehensive, a little bit afraid to do something? Well, my first time when this whole thing started with this blood disorder thing, when I was first, when I had to go for my first, and we had to go for every week for a while for blood draws for this, that was scary. That was scary to me, partly because me and needles don't get along anyway in the first place. And secondly, this whole thing of every week, am I going to have to do this the rest of my life? And my sister, oldest sister, didn't help much either because she said, well, that's the way it's going to be forever. Well, things have changed. You know, and I'm a lot more calm about it. But in the beginning, it was like, oh, my God, what's the deal here? That's what was scaring me the most about the whole thing. And, of course, what happened to me in the beginning when it started. You know, just, oof, all at once. Yeah. That's true. I think we can talk about that with medical conditions because I remember, of course, going through the heart thing last year. And that was unexpected. But so you but just you made never, it through. Yep, made it through. You made it through in one piece and praise the Lord for that. So very good, Gail. You and Wendy, a lot, you, Gail. you and Wendy keep being good. I'll so, do my best. Thank right. you very much. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, we got uh, Jeff Pam, Pam Francis with a raised hand. Pam is up next. Okay. Go ahead, Pam. Pam, can you unmute yourself? Yes, I am unmuted, I do believe. You are. Go ahead. Um, oh, um, if I, If you don't mind, Bill, may I answer your question? Yeah. Um... Wow. I made my mother a promise when uh, on her deathbed back in 2011 that I would continue learning. And I took it seriously. I learned to use the Mac operating system. I then, after that, had to relearn Windows in order to learn Studio and work on the radio. And yes, that scared the living crap out of me because I didn't want to fail. But what is it? Five years later now. Yeah. I think, and I'm still at it. So there you go. And, yep. Pam, yeah, I don't I, think we ever stop learning. No. Uh. Uh-uh. No, and you've been I, on the legend. What? How many days a week are you on? Three or four oh times goodness. a week. Yeah. Several. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whether I'm whether I'm on the radio or not, I'm doing things in the background. Right. And people hear your voice almost every oh, day, yeah. don't they? Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm 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 grateful for the opportunity and for what I'm able to contribute to the station. Right. Even Anyhow, if it, thank you. Um, yeah. Certainly appreciate you allowing me to express my feelings. Much appreciate appreciation right. to you, to Jeff, and the rest of the panel. Thank you, Pam. 
Do we have anybody else? If not, I'll we go. We do have Alan Ramos. Okay, Alan, Alan, can you unra- unmute yourself, please. Out in Ontario, California. Yes, it's cold out here this morning. We have about 40 degrees. Uh, we had rain showers yesterday. Well, you guys can use so, the rain out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, Alan, when we're talking about our, our kind of our question or topic for right now, have you you and Walter ever had anything that you've been apprehensive of? Oh, or? oh yes, many times. You know, sometimes when I cook, I have apprehension about it, and sometimes you know, especially using the computer, I have a lot of apprehension, especially using Windows Eleven. Yeah. Well, Windows Eleven and I had a battle the other night when I was helping Perry. Um, Windows Eleven makes it so very difficult for you to set another program as a default. They want to use their default program. So if you've got a program like Winamp, I couldn't figure out how to make Winamp the default player. And so finally I went and did some reading and found out that you have to find a particular file maybe that's playing in MP3, hit your application's key and go down and it gives you an option to do more files and then you can find Winamp and check it and then go down and say, make this the default file. And it will do that on all of those particular files when it encounters, you know, it will play Winamp. But it's they make it very, very difficult to to do that. So I never saw that till the other night. And here's a shameless plug for the the folks with Windows. Um, you can call that eight hundred nine three six fifty nine hundred. I've been using that number. Right and. Perry and I was having I was having trouble setting him up a new Microsoft account. It wasn't that I was doing the wrong thing, but I wasn't typing it fast enough. In other words, I was trying to verify what I was putting in those fields because I didn't want to make any mistakes. Yeah. And it got done. But lean on those resources, use it, and that'll cut down on some of that. You know, another thing, Bill, to answer your question is sometimes you may have to tackle something right on, you know, the, right. the first time, and perhaps using a little caution uh, uh, when you first start anything, you know. Right. So, yeah. Is Walter okay? Walter is, but he's looking to talk to on something in the other room. Oh, is he good? Good. So, that, so. that's how I, I think I'm going to deal with it. If I can, tackle straight on. If I can't, it's good advice. And if I can't do that, I'll just go. Just well, give him a call. Think about and try to it in, yeah. Right. And Chris will, always, Chris will always give you tips on cooking. So anytime you call in here, Chris is our cooking expert. So she will help you. So that takes away a couple things to be apprehensive of. All right, Alan, you have a good day. Thank you.
Okay, Jeff, do we have anybody else? No, we're caught up. Okay, right let's now. go to the panel real quick. Chris, you're somebody I call super person, but you have apprehensions too, or you have things that that concern you. What are things maybe or situations that you've been in that you've been a little bit apprehensive or worried about? She's muted, so she must be busy doing something, Faith. All right. Uh, then we'll go with Jennifer. Well, I think um, the first one, I went to my to New Jersey to get my first guide dog. I had been on a plane before, but I'd never gone anyplace where I was going to know absolutely no one and I wasn't gonna and I wasn't gonna know who was gonna meet me there and I'd never used a guide dog before and I had no idea if I'd ever even be able to trust the thing but I did it and um, it was an experience and it, it all worked out well I mean they were they were there to meet me they were expecting me you know and that it all worked out but that the travel um, and I'll use an example here, not of myself, but in this particular situation, your mother, who is fully silent, was afraid to come here by herself. Not, you know, just was not comfortable in traveling by herself. So, it's not only a visually impaired or blind thing, it can be a sighted thing too. So, you know, it it can be that. So I thought... Of course, I'm always a little more apprehensive now, I guess, wearing two hearing aids and everything else. Well, yeah, there, there's reasons. And, you know, when but you I say... Do it, I'm not going to be... not go anyplace. <laughs> Well, you know, that that's what I had said earlier, is that I always tackle it, even though I might be apprehensive. I might tackle it a little more carefully the first time. Like when we go down to the mailbox, if we don't know how much ice there is, you know, we go pretty cautiously. Well, yeah. But you it's got to be done, because we're the only ones here. But you're right, it's not just a blind or visually impaired thing. My mom was always... Well, she was from a very small town in southern Arkansas, and she was always a little bit nervous. I remember when she went to convention with me once. We went to Atlanta. Dad was in Kentucky, so he wasn't with us. She was so excited because I had already been to Atlanta, and I showed her how to get her subway card and how to use the subway and how to read the schedule. She was so proud of herself, but she was kind of scared. Well, yeah, and I think it's not just, like I said, it's not just a blind thing. What about Dave? Dave, have you ever had any apprehensions? Oh, I've had a few, and I think when I was in 10th grade, after I got my federal communications broadcast license, and I, I wanted to be in radio really, really bad, 
And so I went down to the local radio station. I was scared to death because I figured, well, they're going to say, you know, well, you're blind, you can't do it. And oh, because I was used to hearing that all my life, I think, from different people. And uh, so, but I went into the radio station, my hands were shaking. I had a bad cold to start with. And, um, <clears throat> but I decided, well, whatever's going to happen, happens. And, and, and so I talking to the, uh, the owner and I said, well, do I have the job? And he said, how about yesterday? So, <laughs> well, you were kind of nervous about starting on the legend because it had been so long. I was. And you had um, a new program to learn. It had been many years since I was in radio. And then and I said to Chris, I said, I don't know. Getting kind of old here now. I don't, don't know whether I can do it or not. And she kept telling me, you can do it. You can do it. So, <laughs> Babe, once in radio, always in radio. Hey, by well, the way. By we're the way. very stubborn. And so, you know, <laughs> if we really want to do something, we'll, we'll figure, figure out, out a way to do it. all possible. Yeah. But it's normal to have apprehensions. And Debbie, De- ba- 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 ba. Debbie, you are in the conference and you are in the room. And if you want to talk, just hit the, unmute yourself and and uh, raise your hand with a... I think you came in. I don't know how you came in. She's on, she's on the phone. Oh, all she do is star nine to... Raise your hand and you can talk. I did it. You did it. You're cool. You're in. See, you did it. I have a story for you when y'all are finished. Oh, no. Go ahead and do your story. Okay. When we moved to Indianapolis in the 80s, we unfortunately bought this older house. And there was a gas stove that was in pretty bad shape. And I always have used electric and I want an electric stove. So we got one, and the guy from the place where we bought the stove came, and he said, well, I'm not going to unhook that gas hookup. He said, you're going to... I said, well, I don't know how to do it. So he put my hand on it, and I had to help him do it, and he said there was a... found out there was a leak, and he said, well, you know, he made me put my hand on there and turn the hookup thing with him because he didn't want to be responsible for it. I was terrified. I, this was before my son was born, thank the Lord, but I took my guide dog and we went out on the porch and sat in the porch swing until Citizens Gas came. And when the gentleman came, I said, sir, I have never been so glad to see anyone in all my life. And so they got the problem fixed for you? Yeah, they got the problem fixed, but uh, I guess I'm apprehensive. I've never done much cooking on a grill. My husband's usually done that. I keep saying, "Well, I got to learn to do that." Cause well, uh, you know, there's orthopedic uh, impairment, but <laughs> I never have yeah. either, Debbie. And but this is so simple. There's no open flame. See, that might make me more apprehensive. Yeah, we just have a regular gas grill. Yeah. See, now that would make me more. Where you just. Walk yeah. up, open the things, take your thing that's on the... Uh, Chris taught me ab- about these uh, metal, they're like, I don't we, I think you can buy them at Walmart or Sam's Club. Oh. They're big 9 by 13. They're like aluminum pans. 
And I think yeah. you can and you put your meat in there, or uh, maybe you can get some kind of of uh, something else, maybe with holes in it that drips down the grease down into something else. But you can even when it gets done, you can actually reach your hand in there, touch the top of the meat or whatever, and you can oh, wow. kind of tell. And you'd think you'd be burnt or whatever. That's what I thought. I was very apprehensive of that. Now, is this a regular grill you're talking about that you cooked on? Yeah. Yeah, it's a regular grill. Oh, it's a. Uh, check that. Is it called like a grill pan or something? Or? Yeah. I. Uh, could she use that on gas, Chris? I think Chris is way again but uh, I like cooking with gas better than electric Devin I'll tell you why because it, <laughs> it, it, with electric it, even though you turn it off it's still cooking um, and yes, I think you get is. more, you yes, get more precise is. heat with gas and we grew up in New York City and we never had an electric stove in our apartment right it, I think it's all how you've grown up and what you're used to right I, Chris, I, Chris stepped away, Chris stepped away for a minute but will you this is called uh, Debbie this is called a, a pellet grill and it uses, oh, yeah, it uses wood pellets, and so you you don't have you don't have the open flame. It's you know it's oh, covered. Wow. So it's a Traeger brand. Sorry, I right. have to go into the mailbox. Are so, they very expensive, or probably? <laughs> well, they, they can of, be. But, but the non-Wi-Fi but ones are not. The non-Wi-Fi oh. ones aren't. And that might even be better for you, because they have a knob, and you can turn it to whatever temperature. That might be something. To, well, I'd probably just get the non-Wi-Fi one. It me. clicks, <laughs> so it's very usable. It's very, but cool. well, I think, Chris, what we were asking was, could she put one of those foil pans on her gas grill I I don't know about that because they have direct flame I don't yeah, know they if I do. would they try do. that yeah, yeah I don't think so I, I might I, look into that sometime I just I just bought a really expensive uh, sweeper I bought a I know you guys had the Dyson thing going but I got a shark a cordless shark vacuum and it's got all kinds of attachments I love it it's yeah. fabulous I think it's the way to go. I could have used one yesterday. I dropped the cookies, fella. I got these cookies from Costco. Oh, no. And boom, they dropped to the floor. The thing did. So I had to pick those up, and I was looking for cookies everywhere. Oh, man. Uh, Well, you've had that happen. And then the day before, the same thing, I dropped Jenny's macaroni and it landed right side oh, up no. but it just enough to spit <sighs> try nine eggs oh no what did that happen to you Chris oh yeah um, a few months ago mm-hmm. oh. they kind of overbalanced and I tried to catch them and when I tried to catch them they tipped anyway and I lost some you know how the freezer door has a handle underneath the refrigerator. Some fell on there and cracked oh, and of course no. a lot of them fell in the floor. So oh, It was an interesting time. Oh, we, yuck, we've, I hate those messes. We've had it, Debbie, so we've 
And you've made the messes, too, I'm sure. Oh, Any, I've made lots of messes. Anytime. Oh, honey, if anybody, if anybody can make a mess in the kitchen, it's me, that's for sure. <laughs> I did. I used to be apprehensive about cooking in, at Dave's mom's house, because I tend to be kind of messy, until I saw the mess she made. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, sighted people can make messes too. I don't care what they say. <laughs> but it's always it's always a challenge to cook in somebody else's kitchen, though. Oh yes. Yeah, uh, I always remember yeah, I when I I was cooking, uh, or I had I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they have baked beans. They come in a tray, like a foil tray for the oven, and. Um, I made the mistake of not putting it on a cookie sheet. Oh, no. And when I was trying to pick it up to get it out of the oven, oh, it God. collapsed. Oh, no. Oh, that was all over the place, Tim. What a fun yep, mess that was. all over the oven. Yep. I, I had a friend in school who, whose mother, she was perfectly sighted, baked pies. And that happened to her. She didn't put a cookie sheet under it, and she got badly burned. Ooh. You wouldn't catch me cooking. You wouldn't catch me cooking baked beans. <laughs> Love baked beans. I do too, and I like those bushes baked beans. Boy, just throw them in there, and they're all seasoned, yummy. So we we've, I think we've all had our, we've, we've all had our moments. It just seems like I have hours instead of moments. But <laughs> I hear that. I I have been. And so, I was going to suggest for people with, uh, for a grill, um, I have, a, it's like a cage that you put meat in. Um, huh. It's It's got little tines or, you know what I mean, bars that go across. And, well, I have two different kinds. I have one that's like a, the top half and the bottom half are hinged together mm. and then you just put the meat inside and then it's got a what they call a floating hinge so it doesn't matter how thick the meat is or up to a point of course but right. um, anyway and then you can just when you want to flip it you just flip the whole cage Oh, you know, and that's not a new that's not a new that's not a new invention, Tim. That's been around for years. We had that back in the early '60s when I went to summer camp. I never heard of this. Oh yeah, yeah, you can probably find it on Amazon. Yeah, you can find mine at. uh, To show you how old it is, I got mine at Sears. Oh, Oh, okay, yep. (laughs) The problem is how refrigerator out in our garage that's been working since 1994. Oh my, how do you know though? When when your meat is done, do you time it? Um, because I pretty you, much time it, but you do yours by timing. Yeah, but we and, use and a it took a while to get used to it. But yeah, a thermometer would be better. But I I don't have one right now. I should get one. Yeah, I don't have one that I can work. Well, there's that some really good ones. There's some one-touch button ones at Independent Living Aids or Maxi Aids. That's the one you got me, wasn't it, Chris? Yeah, they're about $39 or something like that. Don't buy the cheap one. Right. Don't buy the one that's... But that taught me to check the temperature because I could reach that out with the probe and said, 
hey, I can touch this meat and I'm not going to get hurt. And I was able to stick my meat, or my meat, my <laughs> probe in, the, the, whatever, I'm still bad. I was able to stick that in there and I could tell pretty much, it gave me the talking, you know, it told me the temperature. So, Deb, were you on the coffee club email list? No, I tried to get on there through Google and I couldn't get it to do it. I, I tried was, it with my phone. I was going to say I could post that. I could post the link to that thermometer. Um, Debbie, um, maybe after, if you could send me, I'll subscribe you. Okay, because I tried that on Google and it didn't, for some reason, didn't do it. It just didn't yeah, like didn't you. It just yes, didn't I like guess you. It didn't. <laughs> it just didn't like you. So I, it didn't. It thought I was on on me. Yeah, I've been mostly using my iPhone. My computer that I got, unfortunately, I got that cheaper Lenovo, and it's the memories. My son looked at it and looked at you know the NVDA and the memory, and he said, "Mom, I think." This isn't sufficient, really, for what you need. So, and he he knows about. He's an IT person, a biomedical technician, so he knows all that stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. I, at least one time you called you had the computer problem. You couldn't get the account right or the thing. I've yeah. learned how to fix that problem. Now that I can fix in a second. Windows doesn't want on some of their computers and they're getting more and more of them they they want you to use their account and only install apps from their store but you can go in and turn that off i've learned yeah, that we did that but it's still just i don't know it's just never been quite right no. i've got an amazon tablet and i got a keyboard for it i does, really does that help you a little bit i haven't got to you know, I'm so busy with taking care of my house and helping my husband, and it's just not enough hours in the day sometimes. And at the end of the day, I'm too tired to do a, <laughs> do a lot of things. You're but, a busy lady. Well, I'm going to... I called Bosma, and I think I'm on a... Well, it'll probably be a couple months, but they might give me some help. And I'd, I'd really like to get that Amazon tablet going because it does have a word processing program in it. And that's what I need. I want to put all... I'm the secretary of my NF, our NFB chapter here in Lafayette. And I've got all the notes in Braille, but I want to get them in print, you know. So. I haven't done a lot with it, uh, Debbie, but I have a Sammy. My daughter has uh, an Amazon tablet, and I have to worry about her getting into trouble with it. But uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> she likes to go places where she shouldn't and things but um oh. anyway uh they are uh they do a lot more than i thought they would let's put it that way <laughs> one of okay. the things well. that i try to do and i'll tell you this debbie then you may go is we're all the time working here on the legend and if i find a um Computer that I think is going to be a good match for you may be one of our um, people that we, what do they call it, re reconnoiter or whatever. We 
we may be one day be able to find you one that you could use for those notes and print and yeah. do the things well, that you want to do. Yeah, because I don't, I mean, I can get on the internet, I do a lot of things, mostly on my phone, and I don't have any problem with that, but, yeah, but, well, listen, I'll let you, you go, and, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to ask, have you used a, a keyboard with your phone? Because that yeah. works really well. Oh, nice. yeah, I do that all the yeah. time with Facebook. And okay. What's yeah. a good, because like on my phone I have pages. The only problem with pages, when you go back to proofread something and say you stop and correct an error and you go back in again to proof, you know, say down, further on down the document to proofread, it keeps takes you clear back to the beginning of the document every time. I've never seen one good thing on pages of one of those things that would be really, really, really good. There's nothing better than Notepad on a computer or Microsoft Word or something like that where you just go in, write what you want, make your changes, do whatever. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, and I've noticed, I don't know when it changed, it's its probably been a long time, but uh, WordPad, if you use that and you do links and stuff like that, they work. Uh, yeah, yeah that makes it nice. Can nice you get about, that on your phone? No. Uh, no. no. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I, I don't think so. Maybe there are some... There's some more expensive programs you can get for your phone that will do that, yeah. but they're they're pretty expensive. What's that one that's free now that we bought? That was like twenty three dollars. That wasn't good when we bought it. Uh, what was that thing? That's just my luck when they, you know, they go free. Yeah. The can if be that real. Libra? It's not Libra or something like that, is it? No. No, it was put out by the American Foundation of the Blind. And oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it went free, but it but wasn't it, it wasn't good when it, you paid for it. Well, it was designed to use with a keyboard. Oh, what was okay. it called though? I can't remember. Oh. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll anyway. think of it. Remember, Debbie, we're a little older, and we takes us a little time for things to get to us. Yes, it does. <laughs> You're right. Well, listen, I'm going to let was, y'all go. Thank you. Oh, go ahead. All right. I was just going to mention that I I haven't used it, but I've heard really good things about Voice Dream Writer. Oh, Voice yeah. Dream. Oh, Writer. yeah, I've got Voice Dream Scanner. I'll have to check into Voice Dream Yeah, Writer. I have Scanner. And cool. I love Scanner. So. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, thank you guys so much for letting me take up your time. and. Uh, yeah. I want to wish you all the best, and, and I love the coffee club. Do you love Definitely the commercials? Always good hearing from you. <laughs> Bill, I posted that email if you can send it to her. Okay. I will do oh, it. Oh, yeah. You want my email address? Uh, yeah. I uh, do. You want me to give it to you now or okay. later? Maybe later. I, I don't want every okay. crap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All righty. I can... Yeah. See you later then. We'll connect. All righty. Bye bye. Thank you, Bill. You're welcome. Well, okay. we have one more hand raised. Okay. Guess who? It's uh. from our friend in Chicago. Oh. Bill, can you unmute yourself, please? Yeah, I'm here. You are, uh, you are a patient. Quick. You are a patient man, Bill. Is your I hand tired? 
Yeah, right, right. It, my arm was getting was starting to ache in the shoulder. <laughs> I'm holding it up, but yeah. Well, Debbie, I know Debbie. So I meant that. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the weather here. It's about 47 degrees here, 48 degrees. And tonight, uh, this afternoon, about one o'clock, we're supposed to get rain, and possibly by midnight, we should get probably an inch to an inch and a half of rain. And then it's going to turn cold. And tomorrow morning, we're going to have freezing rain, sleet, and possibly six inches of snow. Oh. You can have it, Bill. That's that. Well, it's moving east. It's coming your way, Jeff. But you'll probably get it this weekend. We're not supposed to get the. We're not supposed to get the snow. We're just going to to get the rain, and then it's. Uh... Oh, okay. Well, it's changing. It's changing the snow here on uh, Thursday. So snow all day. As long as and we don't get it. About, <laughs> you guys talking about apprehensive? Yeah. Uh, really, I don't. When I was younger, I wasn't really apprehensive about anything. Now that I'm old, an older gentleman. I'm a little more apprehensive climbing ladders and stuff. Well, I mean, you know, because you hear about people that are up in age, sometimes you get up on the ladder and you get dizzy. Well, you might fall off if you can't catch yourself or, you know, you know. but uh, as far as back, I was born and raised in a farm, so I meant we did everything. I meant I used to climb up on the, the pasture roof bar, and that was like, 80 feet in the air. You climb up there and just walk across the barn roof and patch the holes and go back and get the ladder and climb back down. Or And another one used to be, climb, I used to be a rope climber and climb the rope and fix the uh, the, the, uh, the the thing I used to run the bales of hay from one mile or up, up into the hay mile. I used to get off track and I used to climb the rope all the way up to the top of the barn and had a harness I'd hook up there and I'd repair the thing. I mean, I, I was never apprehensive about stuff until now that I'm older. It's just getting up on ladders and that. I mean, I was, I mean, I did everything from help deliver calves to, to um, I did artificial insemination. I mean, I, I did all that stuff on the farm. It was, so I mean, it's, it was it's called the older you get, the harder you fall. Yeah, or the smarter you get. Unfortunately, unfortunately, if you fall and you break a bone and you that when you get older, it, it does heal, but it takes a lot longer to heal than it does when you're like. Oh, yeah, right, right. But you know, I, it is. But just like uh, the other day, you got a chandelier here in the in the dining room, and I said, "Ah, oh, that probably needs to be dusted." So I reached up. I can reach it from the floor, and I touch. You know, I reached up and said, "Ah, oh, it's got a lot of dust on it." That's why I broke clean. So I went and got the step ladder. I was on the step ladder a few times there. I said, "What am I up here for?" <laughs> Does your daughter give you a hard time about that kind of stuff, Bill? No, not really. I mean, she'll do it too. I mean, I, I do a lot of you know. I just just keep busy around the house. I do it because you know, it's like she just now left to go because you know she worked with uh, foster care stuff and she had to go see a client, so she left just now. But I mean, she's not here all the time, so I do a lot of I do most of the housework. I do well. And, most all the heavy housework, even when, when the wife was living, I did most of the heavy stuff, like climbing the ladders and doing that stuff. And But when, well, when we were first moved in here, I've been in this house 58 years. When we first moved in here, when the kids were small, I mean, we, we both would climb the ladder and paint and do all kinds of stuff. I didn't even, didn't even think about it. I mean, I used to climb on the roof of the house here and back then and patch the roof if I had a leak somewhere, I'd find it and... I mean, I I, uh, I did the garage roof one year, 
and did the whole thing, you know, with, well, with rolls of tar paper. I did the whole roof. I mean, I did, but I don't do it much, that stuff much anymore. I'll get somebody to do it. <laughs> yeah. Be a little careful, right. cautious. Wiser, maybe. Right. Right. Yeah, maybe it's a little wiser. I don't know, but it's just, you know. But no, I'll, I'll still tackle the stuff. I mean, if, it, if it's down low enough, I'll tackle it. I mean, I won't, it doesn't bother me. You know. And as far as computers, yeah, they're, I, I use mine quite a bit, but I don't use as much as I used to when I was working. It was, but, you know, it's, but, you know, I had jaws ever since it first came out. I had, what, two, what, a one point something or two point something when they first come out with it. They come out with only old three and a half floppy disks you insert in your machine. You can't find machines. I got I got a bunch of three and a half floppy disks or stuff on. I can't play them anymore. <laughs> you can only, the only way you're going to get them get to, is to get install. Or you can get a, an external drive to put on that machine. But the floppy, I'm not even sure if you can still buy those. But uh, they probably well, available I don't think somewhere. you can buy them either. I don't think you can buy them either. It's just but I know what's on most of them. Most of them are not stuff I need. They were records from work and that. You know, I keep records of stuff. Uh, for taxes and things, which I, you know, I just, I still got them, but I, I wouldn't need them now for anything. But I tell the old three and a half floppy disk, right? How long have you been retired, Bill? Uh, retired December thirty first of two thousand eleven. I think you're okay. They only go back ten years. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> but he still has them. Oh uh, yeah, I still got them. I mean, they're still. I mean, I just still have them. They're they're stuck away in a in a. In a file cabinet drawer, I just saw. I saw them the other day. I said, "Why am I keeping these things?" Yeah, I'll probably get rid of them. You know, I'll demolish them somehow. Take a hammer to them so no one can mess with them. But other than that, that's about it. So, all right, well, stay tuned. We got another topic for you. So, just hold on. You'll be back. Oh yeah, you'll be back. Okay, what's your new topic? I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you in just a minute. And right. You'll be back. Okay. Thank you, Bill. Um, One more J- person. We've got, I, okay. oh, I should say Pierre. Okay, oh, yeah. Yourself, Pierre. The real 225. I remember uh, I was very apprehensive. I, I didn't fly the first time until I was 35 years old. And uh, I was kind of nervous about flying, and it was it was a Wednesday, and we had to go to that church that night. So when, when I got to church, uh, the preacher got up and said, we have a special speaker tonight, and he introduced the guy. He said, the only survivor of a fiery plane crash. And <laughs> that, that really made me nervous. And then when I finally got to Little Rock, uh, they handed me this cane and you know I had very good sight back then they handed me this cane and they showed me you know how to use it get around and all they put me on this van and they brought me downtown and they put these goggles on me and they said you're going to walk around downtown Little Rock with these goggles on so you can't see and I said I'm going to do what (laughs) and I was very, very apprehensive about that. Everything worked out, though. Uh, yes, it did. Yes, it did. You seem to be doing quite well, and you've flown a lot of times since then, haven't you? Oh, yes, a lot. 
Just think, if you could see today, you could see your cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would thrill you, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, it would. <laughs> I knew it would. I knew that would cheer you up just a little bit. Remember, there's no show today at 12 o'clock your time. Oh, there's no show? No show. I'm going to go. Oh, I'm on I, assignment. Um, how do I How do I get on that list you were talking about? Can you send me? Yeah. We're going to try to get you on that list. How about that? That'll work. That'll work? All right. We'll get you on that list. Anything else, Mr. 225? That's it. All right, buddy. Stay tuned for the next topic here in just a moment. I think you're going to like it. Thank you, Pierre. Okay. The only thing I'm afraid of, Bill, and I'm really apprehensive now, especially since uh, I almost got hit by a car two days ago when I was in downtown Albany, is that uh, it was one of these electric cars, and when it really moves, you can't hear it. And when it and when it's slow, well, you can hear it when it moves. I should say, and you can hear the tires on the on the on the uh, on the, on the uh, street. But how? But if it slows down, um, you can't hear it. And a car pulled in front of me, and I didn't even know it was there. And some person was next to me and said, "Be careful! There's a car right in front of you." It was an electric car. It was a Chevy Volt. And I will tell you that when it slows down, you don't hear a thing. There's no motor noise. There's no generated. There's no noise whatsoever. That is scary. Oh, yes, it would be. Um, and then we've got, have we got Tim's input yet? Um, Tim, did we I get your input? Really, I guess. What is your apprehension? Well, I don't know. I guess when I think back on things, um, I guess maybe Bill was talking about climbing up on roofs and stuff like that I used to put up my own antennas and have to admit I was pretty good about it until one time when I put the ladder a little too close to the house (laughs) and it started to tip back luckily I was able to grab the downspouts from the house and pull myself forward (laughs) and then uh, I had to yell for my ex-wife to come down and pull the ladder out from the house enough (laughs) so that I can be that that would get you in that would get you in uh, real trouble but you got through that are you still as apprehensive about that well, no, but but I have to admit it took a lot to get me to go up there and do something again later. <laughs> I will tell you, Tim, I admire you guys who can do that kind of stuff. I have never been good at it. I'm not good at it. I'll be the first to tell you that I, 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 I owned a house, and I realized that maybe I should never have owned a house. And it's not because I can't see. It's because I, I'm not skilled at doing the maintenance, and I just don't have those those talents. And and not everyone has the same talents and I, I gotta admire you because you can do that stuff and Dave can do that stuff but I just don't have those talents I had a real One good ex- experience oh. with the with the stepladder you were talking about stepladders Tim before Chris and I got married and we were in the talking stages and we were I was on the phone 
I had an old wooden stepladder. It had been broken once, and I fixed it, but I knew that it wouldn't hold up very long because it was a piece of junk anyway, but anyhow... I told him not to get on it. She told me not to get on it, but I had to get up there because I was doing some work on a light in the ceiling in the basement, and there was a rack down there that my first wife had about 250 wire clothes hangers on it. Well, the ladder broke, I fell, and I got surrounded by 250 clothes hangers. <laughs> <laughs> so she got mad at me, and the next thing I knew, this uh, new ladder showed up in the mail. It was a little giant. <laughs> well, well, I, ladder, so. you weren't hurt. well, you weren't hurt, were you, Dave? No. <laughs> well, I, uh, my, my feelings oh, were hurt. Giant. Those, those are kind of cool. They are. Anyway, uh, I was going to say, I um, I was standing outside a, a department store, Grayson's department store in downtown Minneapolis one time, and there was a guy up on a ladder cleaning windows, and his ladder broke, and he got hurt really bad, I mean... I don't know how high up he was, but a long ways. But anyway, I got hit by one of the boards from the ladder. Um, it didn't hurt me very much. It, it scratched me mostly when when it hit me. But boy, I that that made me apprehensive about ladders for the time. That was I was in high school when that happened. But uh, wow! All right, I'm going to ask one more question for the panel of the day. And this is a question. This is excluding the driving cars. What one thing would you like in your life that could be accessible that you don't have? I, I want to make it real, as as the kids say, 100%. Tell me something, and we'll start with you, Jennifer. What's something that you would have in your life that would really change your life? Ooh. Gosh, that's a good question. I have to think about that, I think. I'll have to think about that. If you want to Come take back a, to me. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's go to Chris. Um... Actually, I don't know. I'm like her. You'll have to come back. I don't mm. know because we have so many things that are accessible right. right now. But something that may be out of reach. Okay. Uh, Jeff, I've never seen you at a loss of words. Um, I'm kind of at a loss of words because you wanted to exclude the driving cars, which is the big thing that I would want to do. But Right. Uh, I really don't know, Bill. Um Maybe there are times when when I'd like to be able to oh read something that just, and it's not accessible on the iPhone. No matter what I do, I can't do it on the iPhone. I don't if I didn't have Ira handy, just to be able to, or just to be able to go to a store and pick up a magazine that I might want to read easily. Yeah, I know I could scan it now, but it's not quite the same. But yeah, I think just the ability to read the, the word when it's if it's, not, if it's not in Braille or it's not in any accessible format. I, it's it's, it would be convenient to be able to just do that. And would you stores. like to be able to go to Walmart and have something that read so well 
You could find, like, the socks department. You know I would love it. And I would like to go to the grocery store. And when I get to the aisle, I would know what's in that aisle. Right. Um, that's, ne- that's not really easy. Um, and with what's going on now with the pandemic stuff, it's a little harder to get the staff to help you because they don't have the staff. It's not that they don't want to. They just don't have the workforce right now that they used to. So it is a challenge. So, But you just, you know... I always say when a, when a doubt hire out, but sometimes you can't hire out if you can't find someone to do to do the work. So it, it can be it, it can be a challenge, and you have a hand raised from Pamela. From All Pat right, Francis. Pam, go ahead. All right, um, to answer your question, and and I would echo Jeff's sentiments um, as far as wanting things accessible in aisles, uh, grocery aisles. I was in Target yesterday with my daughter and her girlfriend and I can't read even though I've got some vision I can't read size text and you know whatever is on the shelf uh, those the, the, if, if there happens to be a piece of electronics or an appliance of some sort that has directions on the box I can't read that I have to order it I have to look at it in the store and then order it off off the web in order to be able to read the description. That doesn't make any sense. Um, Also, I would like to see more appliances being made accessible out of the box. Well, you're not the only one. Wow, that those those are is good. There a is there a particular appliance that that, that 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 interests you most in being made accessible that is not right now for you? Uh, my washer and dryer is halfway accessible. My stove, we had to work at it, but my, it's 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 there. We manufacturers need to pay more attention as to how that kind of stuff is is displayed and that sort of thing, but. Like I said, we were able to make it work, but it's it's one of those things that it's kind of like building his grill. You, well, you really I, gotta... I I can definitely relate to you. No, I can use the washer and dryer in my apartment building, but to pay for the laundry, they don't use coins anymore. You have to charge your card up using a machine that takes the money out of your either your debit card or your credit card and puts the money onto the card. But you can't use the machine if you can't see because everything is visual. And I tried reading the display with my iPhone and it could not read the, the digital display and it, that, that, that I wasn't that's not unusual well now so, I can read it if it's backlit if so a lot of these things are not backlit maybe if that's not I don't I, I don't know why I can't read it I've tried it and um, you know well I, I think might have to get I would help you I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you no you did no problem Jeff you don't have to worry about it I'm some of the I have had to use some of the iPhone apps this week to scan with, or because my phone was wonked, and they just fall short of some some of the stuff, especially um, on Android, as far as scanning barcodes or scanning. Uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe SuperSense has a little bit, but. Um, the percents works good for reading displays a lot better than yeah, they do. the others that I've no. used. Okay, what is SuperSense, Tim? It's a scanning program. Okay. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's like uh, seeing AI. or Okay. And there's, there are two models, Pam. Text. 
There's another have, one called Envision. Subscription model. Oh, I'm sorry. They have a subscription model and they have a purchase model. During the holiday, I purchased my Super Sense for twenty nine bucks, but I think the purchase model uh, after the holidays it goes up to ninety nine dollars to purchase a lifetime subscription for it. Oh wow! Okay, that's right. Those are pretty good, Jennifer. Have you done any more thinking? I think sometimes, sometimes simple things like just being able to look at something on the computer screen and and check the box with the mouse. Oh, yeah. It would be nice to have a screen reader that would be consistent to read and fill out forms like medical forms from the doctor's office or those type of things. That would be a real good thing. Yes, and something that would let you sign a form so that you could fill it out and print it and sign it without having to call somebody to help you sign it. Right. I I think that would be something. I think think Tim would agree with me about one thing, though, Bill, is uh, because we both have it, that my chart system that I have for my doctor uh, it's on the iPhone and the computer have you played with that Tim a lot? Oh a lot. I've yeah, those, those are with all the times I've been in the hospital yeah, isn't, that one, isn't that one of the most friendly pieces of software yep. I've, I've played with? I mean I think it really, they should really be commended for that one. You know com- I never thought I'd be able to read my own you know Diagnosis things and stuff like that. I read my t- my lab results from the from the from the lab, and I and, and same so, here. And my daughter says, "Are you going to die?" So I said, "No, I'm not going to die. I'm in perfect health." <laughs> but they're a, they're a good thing, you know. But there are good apps. I mean, there are things that it is just I don't care. The iPhones, the Android phones, all of those things are wonderful. They do a lot, but for copying, pasting, editing, there's nothing that's going to beat a computer. I haven't found anything yet. Maybe it's me, so this is just my opinion. I happen to think the computer is very viable and has its place. It's not just you. I mean, I tried to copy the tracking information from QVC for my order into this app called Parcel. And what Parcel does is it keeps track of the shipments that you have coming to your house as long as you know the tracking numbers, which is easy enough to do. But try to copy it on the iPhone. It can be done, but it's always trial and error with me. And I have never been able i have never been able to get that pinch gesture to work properly. And if someone could show me how to do that one, Maybe I'd be a little easier to do it, but I will tell you that you are exactly right. And I also like the idea of having a regular flatbed scanner. Now, you don't need the expensive one that I bought back in 2013. That was the Sarah. However, it does work, but it will break eventually, or it will not work anymore, and they don't make it anymore. So I always think that there are very good reasons. Voice Stream has that scanner. Um, SuperSense can read documents. Uh, seeing AI can read documents. But the, I still say there's nothing better than a good flatbed scanner. I'm with you. And that's the problem I have is I know eventually someday OpenBook is going to quit working because they haven't updated it for 100 years. And I yeah, still Jenna- need, I still like to be able to read a document and copy like a a payment code or something out of it so I can go pay a bill or 
And, and, and JAWS is already, the folks at Freedom Scientific have already said that they're not going to in update open book. It, 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 what you have is what you have. However, maybe since they're not really updating the software and the years have been going by, maybe they should reduce the price of how much it costs. Yeah, really. Um, that's probably not going to happen. No, but it would not. be it would be nice if it did. But I think we might have a raised hand, too. Yes, we do. We have a raised hand from Alan out in Ontario, California. Alan, can you unmute yourself, please? Jeff, do you use my chart? I am unmuted. Oops. Oh, so, computer. Oh, I'd like to learn how to use an Android phone. I got one from my medical. It got me a. Uh, um, uh, and um, Android phone uh, from T-Mobile. I like to learn how to use it. Yeah, um, yeah. Once you get the concept, it's not so bad. Um, We're on too. Okay. They, they have a lot of good things about them, so they'll be okay. You know, you'll be able to do it. Um, just play around with it. You can't break the phone, or if you have a, a local agency. You know that you can reach out to where you could go, take, you know, instructions on the Android, and there are several books out there. I know, uh, what is it, Mis- Mystic Access? They did a whole tutorial on Android. Maybe you don't want to get that complicated, but if you just want to sit down and read it and play with it, you can get it done, and. You can search on Google for a lot of tips on Android. It like anything else. It's you a know. learning Alan, it's a learning experience and I have and sometimes, you know, I know as I get older, sometimes I I lose patience. But you know what? It, it just have to gonna stick with it, Alan. That's all I can tell you. So uh thank you, Alan. Uh, what what Tim, you were gonna ask me a question about my chart? Uh, do you use it on the computer or on the phone? I use it on both, but I I like the, I like the phone app because it's just so convenient. I haven't tried it on the phone yet. <laughs> it, it's very well done on the phone. Um, I really enjoy it, and I use it. And what's even what's even more exciting, and buddy, I know you're next, so we'll get to you in a minute. Uh, I, what's even more exciting is when I went to my doctor's office, and they just implemented the system. And I was showing the nurse practitioner, or the, what do they call them? They're, they, they're really not doctors, but they're nurses, but they can subscribe, and I forgot what they call them. PAs. PAs, yes. Physicians. And she was so impressed. She goes, oh, my God. She goes, oh, and you're so amazing. And I know I should That's what you wanted oh, to hear. That's just exactly what I wanted to hear. I've got to make this point, Jeff, while I'm thinking of it. And then, then you can get to Buddy. We were looking last night at... And DoorDash, and those guys got a kick out of it on Sports Lounge, and that is they have DoorDash has it where they're sending. Uh, you can request a date, and we were going to do that for you. <laughs> Thank you. In other, <laughs> in other words, you know, you know, everyone was asking one quick thing. And I, I know I shouldn't say this, but but I, I I would I would like a cooking fairy to come to my house and just do all the cooking for me because I just don't like doing any cooking. But I know that's not going to going to happen. Yeah, yeah, Jeff. But we're going to get you fixed up. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. 
<laughs> I appreciate it. Okay, you want, do you want to get to Buddy? Yeah, and lock your card. Uh, okay. <laughs> hey, can you unmute yourself, Bud? Buddy. Star six on your touchstone phone. Okay. Actually, this is Marge it's today. Marge. <laughs> yeah. Y'all I'm were, listening. Y'all were talking about being scared. I decided when I was in the 11th grade that I decided that when I was a senior, I wanted to go to public school. I was going to the state school for the blind in Raleigh. And so my mom, I talked to my parents and they agreed, thought it was a great idea. So my mom called the <clears throat> superintendent of county schools here where we live and okay but he had already done it had already was already in our system the county school so i thought well it won't be that bad he wasn't same school but that was gonna go to but so it was all good <clears throat> and i was gonna be a big girl and do this so everything was all set up that morning that i was supposed to go to public school and get on that school bus i got absolutely scared to death i almost didn't go <laughs> and my parents talked to me, you know, said, you know, you gotta go now. You can't, you know, you don't want to go back to the back to Raleigh to the blind school now. You gotta go to the school. And my mom was like, "Yeah, your friend Buddy did it. You can do it. Come on now." So I finally got my shoes on and went to the school bus. But I was absolutely, it did not hit until the morning that I was supposed to go. Now, did you adjust well <laughs> to the going to the school, Marge? Did you have a, did you go through school okay? Yeah, it was fine. Um. I, went, I should have done it earlier if I was going to do it, though, because as a senior, you know, they've already made their friends. Um, you know, it was kind of, uh, it was not anything scary happened. It was just a little bit sort of lonesome, a little bit. I met a girl named Donna, and we became good friends, decided girl, but then she decided to quit school. And I said, why are you quitting school, Donna? And she said, I do the work. <laughs> and so... She quit school. You know, they can, uh, sighted people can just quit school. They can get a job the next day, you know, so. I did not like public school at all. Say that again, buddy. I did not like public school at all. I wanted, I didn't, I was, my parents forced me into it. I didn't want to do it. I wanted to stay at the school. That's funny. You usually hear it the opposite way around, where the blind student likes, or the parents don't want them to leave the blind school because they're so established. And yeah, at the, at the time, buddy, did you have trouble making friends at the school when you went to the public school? And was that the reason you didn't like? Uh, no, I mean, no, I just felt I was the only person of two or three thousand people, the only blind person, and and the, the same old question. And I took shop, and um, uh, I didn't have any problem with where that goes. But uh, I just didn't. I just didn't like being the first. And How I, old I were you, buddy? Stay. I was uh, fifteen or sixteen. Like I you wanted, were, yeah, you were. I wanted. I was accustomed to what I, I liked. What I liked, and I, uh, I liked my friends. And I liked the school, and I didn't want to go. I didn't want to do it. It. Geez. Uh, my parents wanted me. I mean, they, whatever I wanted to do, but he was forced into it because they wanted to move to Asheville. They lived in Raleigh where the blind school was, and they wanted Buddy to live at home, go to public school, be the typical. Wow. Um, my parents were blind, and so they were more like whatever. Uh, they always taught me that I could adapt, like, you know, whatever. I wanted to do because they were both blind so 
you know. I really should have done it earlier if I was going to do it, though. That way I would have, because they were already ready, they had, you know, established, they had made kind of their friends. They've been there all together so long. And I just, uh, nothing bad happened at all. In fact, it, I mean, it was a pretty good experience. It was sort of a lonely experience after Donna decided to quit school and go to work. <laughs> but, but it wasn't It wasn't bad. It was just a, but I was scared to death at first. Oh, how can I you say that? How, can, how lonely could it be? You met, you met Buddy. And you and Buddy yeah, well, were pals. I, well, Buddy and I have been pals since 1961. So, that, yeah. <laughs> so, well, that was good. Like, yeah. But it was an experience. But I was scared to death that first day. My mom had to talk me into going. I was, she had to do some fast talking, too, because I was terrified. <laughs> Could you have turned around and gone back over the wine sure yeah I could have it would have took a while but they said it would take a long time I don't believe that but uh, the principal of the blind school tried to talk me out of doing it um, and he said if you do if you leave the blind school it'll be hard to get back yet I don't believe that but no. it's only the same thing yeah I said well, what's my idea well, see now buddy and Marge I, I had parents who were different and I never understood it, and I think now that I'm a parent and I have kids, I, maybe I understand it. They were, they said, look, we don't have the expertise to teach you how to do the things you need to do. And maybe they were wrong. But they didn't, you know, they, my, my dad was, what, 25 or 25 or 26 when I, was, when I was born. My mom was about the same age. They didn't know how to raise someone who couldn't see. And I don't, and I don't hold it against them. I, I was very, when I was a kid, I will tell you. Could, yeah. I was very, very angry about it. But they did the best that they could. They never really wanted me to stay at the school. However, they felt that the school would be able to teach me some of the skills that I would need. But I did leave that school and then went and became a day student at another school for the blind. And then when I went back to the same school, they asked me, do you want to be a residential student? I said, no, I will never sleep at that school again. I will never be a boarding, stu- boarding student again. And But I admit that they were, they were strict with me. Um... And I, I never understood why, but if I got a 99, 100 on a test, they would say to me, why couldn't you get 110? Well, they don't give higher grades than that, you know? No, they, they were, don't give, they, uh, yeah. They were very perfectionist, and they said, but you know, and every day they would say, you know, we're not going to be around forever, and we are going to pass on, just like you will at some point in your life, and you don't want to be a burden to your sister. And they, they right. just rooted that into me. And I don't know if they did the right thing or the wrong thing, but maybe in their own way they, they did the right thing. And somehow I do think they did the right thing at the time, guys. Well, see, it has made you very... Uh, I've never met you, but I can tell. I mean, it has made you very uh, outgoing. You do what you want. You've accomplished what in life what you wanted to do. So they did. It was hard, See, Jeff. hard on you. At Go the ahead, time, Chris. But, but I still won't. I still won't eat peas. I still won't eat lima beans or all the vegetables that <laughs> that Chris See, and David yeah. want me to eat. Go ahead. Chris. I heard I'm that on a daily basis from my parents. That, you know, we're not going to be around forever. You know, and I had no sister or brother to be a burden to. It was like you need to figure this out. But you know, you had parents who were like my parents. They, my parents gave up some things just so that I could be able to travel and be able to go places. Oh, they yeah. wanted they oh. wanted that house on Long Island where 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 you know where all their friends live and they gave up things that they really wanted and you know to this day and I tell this to my sister and my sister says you know you don't have to feel this way but there are times I still feel very very guilty because I I came into this world 
and they gave up the things that they really wanted for me. But then again, maybe all parents, maybe, maybe all parents would do it. You would do it. I would do it. That's just really. I don't like to see parents, especially with disabled children, who will not let them go and teach them to be on their own and to do the right things. And I know a parent, because I am a parent, to do what, but they never teach them to do things. And they don't prepare for what would come after if they would pass away first. And I can tell you, uh, Bill, and it really is sad, and I remember talking to people I went to school with, well, what happened to this one? Well, he never became independent, and his parents passed away, and he's in a group home or a nursing home. And it, it really hurts me to hear that, because it shouldn't be, but it is, and there are more people it, who are in that situation yeah. than you might have believed. Right. We have a buddy and I have a best friend named Lane, who um, he used to run a medical transcription company, and he gave me a chance, and I worked for him until it closed. But he told later he went to work at a place where they teach mentally challenged people to go to work. You know, he was we would take them out on job sites, and he said the parents were the biggest problem that he had because the. Like you'd have an 80-year-old parent and a 40-year-old child who was mentally, mentally challenged, and now they're wanting to start to go to work. You're not going to be here. I'm not going to be here forever. I'm not. But they didn't say that back when they were younger, and it was very hard for him to get them, the parent, to understand how independent this, this person was going to have to be, whatever they could do. They still wanted to interfere, and they still wanted to help, yet they wanted him to take them on the job site, you know, and help them get jobs. It was very frustrating. Well, my parents were as happy as could be that when I got out of, when I got out of high school and went to college and left, I did not move back to New York City to be with them. I moved away, and they, I think, as my parents, my sister would say to me all the time, you really took a large burden off them because they knew that once you left home and you never came back and you had your own apartment and you had roommates or you lived on your own, yeah. that you were going to be okay. Then you were good to go, yeah. But... What is it? Go ahead, Chris. My dad got in trouble with the neighbor once when I got a job. I was so happy. It was my first job away from home. And I was excited, and I told my neighbor about it. And Dad said he caught him when he was coming in the driveway and said, I can't believe you're letting her go to Fort Smith, and I can't believe you. Dad was like, hey, she's got a job. She's leaving. That's a good thing. Chris, were you a rebellious child? Were you rebellious, Chris? No. Okay, go no, ahead. No, I wasn't well, any problem. I just, he, that's how it was when, supposed uh, to be. Buddy's parents bought a uh, camper and they started going to Florida during the week, uh, wintertime. And God, Buddy was like uh, uh, almost, I guess he was in his 30s, yeah. Because we were dating. And so 1990, his parents bought a, bought a camper and they were going to Florida and we were, we were dating and we were all happy for him. And Buddy's aunt called and let her have it. His mom that she was that he would she would go go to Florida and leave Buddy here. <clears throat> I called his mom and we had a long talk. And I told her not to let people that she and, and Buddy's dad had worked saved and worked all their lives and worked their tails off, and that's what they needed to do was to go to Florida. And Buddy would be fine. And she said, you know, I really appreciate that, Margie. You know, my sisters are telling me 
not to go and not to leave. I said, no, no. And I was the one that told her, you, you know, you can't. You guys need to go to Florida. <laughs> so did they go? Yes. By the way, how long have you, and how long have you and Buddy been married, Matt? March. Thirty years. We got married that next year. The not, we got married in '91. Wow. Thirty years. Yeah. But I told her I had a long talk with his mom. She said, "You know, you're the only one that's really supporting me. You know, and me going to well, Buddy's sister was too. She says I've got calls from my sister saying that I was mean to leave poor little Buddy. And I said, Buddy, it's fine. <laughs> Buddy is doing good. You, you know." I had to talk to her because, yeah, people are so different about how they deal with uh, special needs or they get very different. Well, I'm going to let y'all go. It's way past Christmas demo. Um, we'll see y'all Thursday night. Okay. On All Things Radio. I left y'all a message on there, by the way. But anyway, all right. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, March. Bill, we have two hands. We have Pam and we have Bill in Chicago. Uh, would, uh, I, would you want me to take Pam first? Ladies first? Yeah, ladies first. <laughs> Sorry. Pam, go ahead. Well, I just quick, wanted to quickly say that were it not, had it not been for me being the outgoing person I am, I don't think I would be as independent as I am. My grandmother chose to baby me. My mother said, uh-uh, that won't work. They weren't going to be around forever, but at the same, out of the other side of her mouth, it was, you can't do this and you can't do that. I chose to go to Alaska for her back in 2010. I went up there to get some, to retrieve some uh, artifacts that were part of our family. Anyway, I, I, once I got home from Alaska, she said to me, well, if you can make it to and from Alaska, you're going to be fine. And I said, Mom, I could have told you that. <laughs> Did you like Alaska, Pam? Because I have the stepdaughter yes. who wants to go to grad school in Alaska and work teaching college in Alaska. Yeah, it was. I, I was on the southern coast. And she's and going to go to Fairbanks, beautiful. though. She's going oh, to man. Fairbanks. Oh, that's going to be cold. And I Burr. said, Adrian, you don't like the cold now. What makes oh. you think you're going to like it in Alaska? I'll be fine, Jeff. It's not that bad. I said, okay. You know, I haven't uh, been to Alaska, yeah. so. Uh, she probably no, wants to get on, a... I was on the coast. Uh, it was it was in August, and it was 70 degrees, and that was their summertime. There were well, actually I... people, there were people running around in, in tank tops and shorts. I'm like, you guys are nuts. Well, I'm, old... I'm, I've got a jacket on with slacks and a long sleeve blouse, and I'm like, I am freezing. Well, Pam, there's an old song about country music in Alaska. It says, when it's springtime in Alaska, it's 40 below. And I don't oh. want to be anywhere if you have 40 below zero. In Fairbanks no. right now, it's minus 2. Ooh. No, well, minus I'm 10. I'm sorry. The I'm high glad, is I'm, minus I'm, 2. I'm glad you told me that. <laughs> but the upshot, the upshot of what I'm getting at is that we're, I've, I'm not afraid to travel. I've been to, I've been to convention. I've, I've, if I chose to get on a plane to go to Florida and see my family or to see whoever... I can do that. I can go where I want to go, do what I want to do. I've toured as a musician with my ex-husband and his band. You know, it's traveling, living on my own as an epileptic and a blind person. Hey, yeah, I've had my medical issues, but you know what? It's just me here. And I know what I need to do, do what I have to do. 
And you Good do. Going. Thank you, Pam. You guys should all know that yesterday was Single Awareness Day. Oh. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Never mind, Tim. Well, it's the day after Valentine's Day. I, I don't know, Jeff. You're going to get a knock on your door later today, so. <laughs> That's a lot, Bill. We yeah. still have two more hands raised. Okay. We have Bill and we have Joe Sorensen. Let me get to Joe and then we'll get to Bill. Go ahead, Joe, unmute oh. yourself, please. Actually, it's me, it's Ellen. Um, that's oh. okay. Oh, you look oh. Be- you look much better than he does. Don't worry about it. Ellen. Hi. Uh, okay, I'm not going there. But anyway, <laughs> um, I was just going to. You were talking about you know how different ways, whatever. Um, my when I was there at the school in Alamogordo. Um, I was a day student until I was like 13 and then my now I had I didn't have a choice but that's okay because uh, my mom had some surgery so what I did and then so I moved into the dorm but it was a good experience because I, I learned how to that was when I learned how to do things on my own and whatnot and um, and that actually worked out all right and then when now as far as learning other you know day-to-day skills um it was a combination of the school living there at the dorm and um, my dad helping me with some stuff now my mom let me do some things but with the fact that the that the house was not that accessible for a wheelchair kind of limited uh, that opportunity, but when I, but after my parents divorced, and then I went, to, I was living with half the year with my dad. He's the one that taught me how to do a few things else, more in the kitchen than what I learned at home ec. And then, um, and then after that, you know, their life skills, you know, just kind of came in. So I'm grateful to that common combination. Um, so that was that was worked out really well I just thought I'd share that because everybody else was sharing their experiences <laughs> thank you Ellen good stuff yeah. no problem Space. Oops, alright who's our next uh, victim Bill's next. Yeah. Bill unmute yourself Bill oh, okay. you got it yeah. oh, okay well, she's here. well no. anyways uh, what I was going to say uh, my parents they let me do anything I wanted to do in other words I was well of course I had some vision but I was more or less forced to do it in a sense because I was born and raised on a farm so I had to I had to carry my weight I mean I like I say I did everything and then I got to where uh, in schooling I went away to school in 51 well I my first four years well, actually, five years. I had to repeat the fourth grade because I went into uh, the hospital for some eye eye exams and all kinds of stuff. Here, what was going on? Why? What was causing my vision problem? But anyway, uh, I had to repeat the fourth grade. Well, I went into fifth grade. I had to walk up to the blackboard to see the blackboard and what the teacher wrote, and then I go back and answer the question. Well, this teacher didn't like it, and of course, in the fifties, there was no mandatory education. So they kicked me out of school. So that's when I was out of school from 55 to 51. In the year of 51, that's when I went to ISB. And I have to say, 
my experience at ISB uh, was really good because I learned a lot of things from the kid that couldn't see. They showed me things that they could do that I thought they couldn't do. So, I mean, I, I adapted a lot of that stuff to when I even had some vision, I would I could do some of the things. They said, well, if he can do that, I can do it. He can't even see. So, I mean, I I was born and raised in a farm, and we had a custom handling business, and there was two years there that I really lost most of my vision, then I had a, a surgery and got some of it back. But I was working, I was a wire sticker on a wire tile baler. Now, maybe um, Dave knows what this, but you had to, I would, I would place my finger on the edge of the back of the baler where you sit on this bench, and you held this piece of wire in your hand, and I would count the number of plunges and I could tell the length of the bale, and then you'd step on this pedal, and that would lock the plunger, and then you would shove the wire through the thing with your arm, then pass it to the guy on the other side to tie the bale, or vice versa, depending on what side you're working on. Well, if that trip, if that trip lever didn't work, you lost your arm. Well, I never even thought anything about it. Well, then, then we got a self-tie, and then I worked the wagon. I was the loader on the wagon. And I knew every step on that wagon. I mean, I, and I would do at least, well, on a good day, I'd do a thousand pounds or a thousand bales and you know, 90 pounds of bale in, in a day. And I never had any trouble uh, finding jobs because everybody in the area wanted me to work for them. I mean, I came to Chicago because I wanted to get away from there. And of course, the wife and I, and my girlfriend, and of course, we met in 1949 in the Raleigh Hospital, and then we became friends, and then we wound up the same school, and of course, then it's history. But I came to Chicago, and I didn't want to really farming. I couldn't do it myself unless I had somebody work, you know, run it for me. But I enjoyed farming, and so I came to Chicago. And I mean, I've never really had what you say. I, I used a lot of things that kids couldn't see that taught me things to do that uh, they did do. And of course, my parents were just the opposite. It meant whatever, whatever I wanted to do, I did. And of course, my dad, he was a old deal because when you, were, when you lived on the farm, you had to pull your weight. I don't care if you just, if you had to just shovel grain, you had to do that. You had to learn how to do it. Because he had, he had a rule when my brother and I got old enough to drive and he got old enough to drive. We used to go out in the evening. He always had one curfew rule. His curfew was, just remember, I don't I don't give a darn what time you come in in the morning. We still milk at five in the morning and you still work the next day. So that Bill, was our curfew. <laughs> I always joke around with you, but if you had to, I, I always kid around and I always say to you, you probably walk the 20 miles to school back and forth every day, but I know you didn't really do that, but I always joke around with you about that, so. Oh yeah, right, well I mean, that, that's a joke I mean, yeah, because I, because you know, I was, I was, uh, you know, I, I was growing. Well, to put it to put it bluntly, I was I was raised one one step above Amish. In other words, the religion my parents belonged to was the Apostolic, and they could they could have a car. You couldn't have a new car. Everybody worked, and if you're a kid, you worked and you went to school and. 
your your parents were really the boss, but you could do things you wanted to. Like I said, our curfew was, I don't care what time you come in, we still milk at five in the morning. I remember one day my brother and I and a, three or four other guys, we went to a stock car race in Ohio, and the car broke down on the way back. We rolled in the driveway at four in the morning. The other three kids went up went up to our room. They went to bed. My brother and I went to the barn and milk cows. And that same day, I went out and loaded a thousand bales of hay. Of course, I didn't go anywhere that next night. But <laughs> we can imagine. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Okay. We're caught up. Maybe you want to get to Chris's recipe, Bill? Or... Yeah, it's about time I'm, I'm for that. I'm getting hungry here. Well, today we're going to air fry some meatloaf. One cup of fresh breadcrumbs. Now that means real bread, not the kind of crumbs you buy in the can that are dry. Because they don't, amazingly enough, they don't work the same. One quarter cup beef broth. Or you could use milk if you wanted, if you don't have beef broth. One half cup mushrooms and one half cup shredded carrots. Now, really, all those are going to do is add some moisture. So you don't really... The mushrooms you might taste a little. The carrots you won't because they're shredded. Are these canned mushrooms or are they fresh? I would think they would probably need to be canned. It does not say, but you're going to want them to be soft when you're done. So I would guess canned and drained. But personally, I probably would leave those out. I'm not a big mushroom fan. Anyway, one half cup of chopped onion. Two cloves of minced garlic or you could use about a quarter teaspoon of garlic powder two eggs three tablespoons of ketchup one tablespoon Dijon or yellow mustard one tablespoon Worcestershire sauce one half teaspoon of salt and I would add a quarter teaspoon of black pepper and then you want two pounds of lean ground beef you can preheat your air fryer to 390 mix all your ingredients together real good and shape into a loaf place in the air fryer and cook for 40 to 45 minutes and that's it and that recipe could be oh sorry jeff go ahead go ahead bill that recipe could be used with basically any type of uh, meatloaf configuration yeah yeah, what I'm what I'm trying to say is, if you didn't like some of the ingredients in that particular, you could even make up your own type as long as you had a loaf and just is, keep your meat and your filler, which would be the breadcrumbs and your eggs and your liquid. Just keep them kind of the same. You could change up the spices any way you want. Right. Do they come out crisp? Does the meatloaf come out with a crispy, crusty kind of thing yes. on top? Mm-hmm. And, and you've yep. tried this already? Mm-hmm. Well, one similar. I haven't done this exact one, but I have done one similar. Oh, I and love they're meatloaf. good. I like a good meatloaf, too. Then you could put ketchup or barbecue sauce or whatever you wanted on top. I haven't tasted any good meatloaf in a long it's one of those foods that, that that makes good leftovers. You can make meatloaf sandwiches, which is what I used to do. Well, if you have Dave Rieckert around, there's not going to be leftovers. <laughs> That's not much better than Dave is, Bill, let me tell you. <laughs> it's pretty funny. He could rip one apart. 
Well, I, I used to be much bigger eater than I am now. You know, but but yes, there were there was a time I could do that. I went to a Carvel ice cream store, and they have these round of uh, ice cream sandwiches. They call flying saucers, and I had twelve of them in one sitting. I could never do that again. Whoa! That he doesn't was, eat as much as he used to either. Actually, <laughs> Dave's. I think when you get older, you start losing some of your appetite. Hmm. Maybe that'll oh. happen to me. I don't know. Well, maybe also as I get older, I realize the more I, the more junk and the more crap I eat, the more I'm gonna. It's not gonna be good for me. So that's why I don't eat as much as I used to. But nothing wrong with meatloaf. That's good. Nothing. I, I think you can even make a meatloaf on the grill. Oh, you, oh, you can. We have done that. You can make one on that grill out there. Now the air fryer might be better. I don't know. But. They kind of got this down to a science now. So, you, you, you could find a lot of ways. People cook them in the oven. Now, I'm not real keen on a microwave meatloaf. If you have the right recipe, it's decent. It's not as good as the oven one, but it's, it's tolerable. I have a fairly decent, easy microwave meatloaf that doesn't involve much chopping or anything like that. I had to make one up for class and I didn't have many microwave recipes so I had to make that one up myself and it works out. It's not bad. Maybe I'll give that one next week. Yeah, microwave meatloaf. Um, And, you know, maybe it wouldn't be so bad but I don't know. Uh, I think Jenny cooked one this is long before my time in the crock pot. I've done that too, and they're good. Y'all never made chili in the crock pot before, too. I used to do that sometimes. Yeah, that's good. So, well, we're just like about. Said, uh, let's see here. What time is it here? It 10 is 55. 10.55. We got. Anybody else got anything on the panel or in the audience real quick before we... I'm hungry. You're hungry? What's for lunch today? Steak and baked potato. Oh, you're going to the grill. We're going to the grill. It's going to be cold, but we're going. Let's see if Tim has the song. Maybe he can play the song Pizza Pie by the Rob Roy's, if he has it. I don't know. I I I heard the doorbell ring a while ago. Bill, did you hear it? No. We played Junk Food Junkie the other day. Oh, by Larry Grochi. That's a good song. I like that one. You play Junkie. I don't want to be dead with a ding-dong behind my head. <laughs> Maybe not dead, but I'd take the ding-dong. <laughs> now, we call I don't those... think they taste like they used to, though. I don't think they put as much cream and stuff in them. I nothing, think you're right. Nothing tastes like it used to. I, I my had a, ring I things, had they a, taste terrible. a Twinkie a while back, even, and I don't think it was nearly as creamy and something. It was a fake one. A fake Twinkie. Um, I thought Twinkies were fake. Well, I thought Ding Dongs and Twinkies were the same thing, actually. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. No, Ding Dongs got chocolate covering. Chocolate covering. And they're round, and Twinkies are long, kind of look like a hot dog in a bun or something. And they're just candy cream. We never had those in New York State, the the Ding Dongs. We had Ring Dings, we had Devil Dogs, we had Yodels, we had uh, Yankee Doodles, but we never had Ding Dongs. You never had, oh, you had Hostess products. I have your song, Jeff. 
Oh my god, I stumped, stumped the DJ, right? Is that what they call yeah. it? Stump? Uh, I, I could probably look for it, but I don't have it right now. That's well, that's a can, topic you play, for... You can play Junk Food Junkie then, Tim. That's a topic we for off the air, um, Tim, but we could help you find that particular song. Um, but um, anyway, I'm going to be doing some work on the server today, though I did get a call from Jackie M, and she she has it back up and going, but we're doing some work on that in Live 365, and we got a real mess here, so we're trying to get it cleaned up, fixed up, and I need a stretch of time. I can't do it in just a few minutes. So... That's the way it goes. And hey, Bill, can I say something real quick? Sure. Yeah, you were mentioning Twinkies, Chris. I had a friend of mine to try an experiment. He took a Twinkie and he stored it away for five years, and, and not in the refrigerator, just put it on the shelf. When he opened it up five years later, it was the same as it was when he put it away. It didn't even that's spoil. Scary. That's scary. That's true of. Girl Scout mint cookies as well. I know somebody who had a package in their desk in Fort Smith for like four years, and she opened them, and they were still really good. We ate them. Nobody got sick. Yeah, Yeah, this Twinkie Twinkie was the same as it was when they put it away five years before. What what does it tell you about what in the world is in that Twinkie that could preserve it that long? It's all artificial. There's nothing real in it. I told you they were fake. (laughs) <laughs> I like them, but they're fake. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're good. I'm, I had them back when I was a kid, you know, back when they were, you know, bigger and more creamy, but they were still the same thing. <laughs> they never spoiled. You never worried about them spoiling them. You, you could keep them forever. Yeah. never never molded or anything, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I found pizza pie if he doesn't have it. Well, then, hey. you and... Timothy, work it out. And he'll tell you where to do it. Do you have it, Tim? No, I don't. If you don't, I'll put it in your folder. I don't. Okay, I'll send it to you. She's, she pammers the music. She's quick, I'll tell you. (laughs) Yeah. That's how we're able to do it. It's a lot of fun. Well, guys, I think it's about time. We'll be back next week. We'll, we'll have more discussion. And and uh, hang in there. Jeff, you've stopped the recording. I'm going to do it right now. So just when you switch over, I'm going to do it right now. All right. Goodbye, everyone. And if you need, if you need the recording, let me know, Bill. Okay, buddy. Take care of what we're sending stopped. you. All right.